0: Hello, friends. It's the 12th Day of Names, the year 175 on the Baha'i calendar. It's August 31st, 2018 on the regular everyday calendar. Um, yesterday, I went over a, um, a passage from the promulgation of universal peace. It was a talk um, at a women's suffrage meeting made back may 20th 1912 by abdu'l-baha at the metropolitan temple 7th avenue and 14th street in new york Uh, i'm going to pick up where we left off yesterday it has been objected by some that woman is not equally capable with man and that she is deficient by creation this is pure imagination the difference in capability between man and woman is entirely due to opportunity and education. Heretofore woman has been denied the right and privilege of equal development. If equal opportunity be granted her, there is no doubt she would be the peer of man. History will evidence this. In past ages noted women have arisen in the affairs of nations, and surpassed men in their accomplishments. Among them was Zenobia, Queen of the East, whose capital was Palmyra. Even today the sight of that city bears witness to her greatness, ability, and sovereignty. For there the traveller will find ruins of palaces and fortifications of the utmost strength and solidity built by this remarkable woman in the third century before Christ. She was the wife of the governor-general of Athens. After her husband's death, she assumed control of the government in his stead and ruled her province most efficiently. Afterward, she conquered Syria, subdued Egypt, and founded a most wonderful kingdom with political sagacity and thoroughness. The Roman Empire sent a great army against her. When this army, replete with martial splendor, reached Syria, Zenobia herself appeared upon the field leading her forces. On the day of battle, she arrayed herself in regal garments, placed a crown upon her head, and rode forth, sword in hand, to meet the invading legions. By her courage and military strategy, the Roman army was routed, and so completely, so completely dispersed that they were not able to reorganize in retreat. The government of Rome held consultation, saying, No matter what commander we send, we cannot overcome her. Therefore, the Emperor Aurelian himself must go to lead the legions of Rome against Zenobia. Aurelian marched into Syria with two hundred thousand soldiers. The army of Zenobia was greatly inferior in size. The Romans besieged her in Palmyra two years without success. Finally, Aurelian was able to cut off the city's supply of provisions so that she and her people were compelled by starvation to surrender. She was not defeated in battle. Aurelian carried her captive to Rome on the day of his entry into the city he arranged a triumphal procession first elephants then lions tigers birds monkeys and after the monkeys zenobia a crown was upon her head a chain of gold about her neck with queenly dignity and unconscious of humiliation looking to the right and left she said verily i glory in being a woman and in having withstood the Roman Empire. At that time the dominion of Rome covered half the known earth, and this chain about my neck is a sign not of humiliation, but of glorification. This is a symbol of my power, not of my defeat. Among other historical women was Catherine I, wife of Peter the Great. Russia and Turkey were at war. Muhammad Pasha, commander of the Turkish forces, had defeated Peter, and was about to take St. Petersburg. The Russians were in a most critical position. Catherine, the wife of Peter, said, I will arrange this matter. She had an interview with Mohammed Pasha, negotiated a treaty of peace, and induced him to turn back. She saved her husband and her nation. This was a great accomplishment. Afterward she was crowned Empress of Russia and ruled with wisdom until her death. The discovery of America by Columbus was during the reign of Isabella of Spain, to whose intelligence and assistance this wonderful accomplishment was largely largely due. In brief, many remarkable women have appeared in the history of the world, but further mention of them is not necessary. Today among the Baha'is of Persia there are many women who are the very pride and envy of the men. They are imbued with all the virtues and excellences of humanity. They are eloquent. They are poets and scholars, and embody the quintessence of humility. In political ability and acumen, they have been able to cope and compete with representative men. They have consecrated their lives and forfeited their possessions in martyrdom for the sake of humanity, and the traces of their glory will last forever. The pages of the history of Persia are illumined by the lives and records of these women. The purpose in brief is this, that if woman can be fully educated and granted her rights, she will attain the capacity for wonderful accomplishments and prove herself the equal of man. She is the coadjutor of man, his complement and helpmeet, both are human, both are endowed with potentialities of intelligence and embody the virtues of humanity. In all human powers and functions, they are partners and coequals. At present, in spheres of human activity, woman does not manifest her natal prerogatives, owing to lack of education and opportunity. Without doubt, education will establish her equality with men. Consider the animal kingdom, where no distinction is observed between male and female. They are equal in powers and privileges. Among birds of the air no distinction is evidenced. Their powers are equal. They dwell together in complete unity and mutual recognition of rights. Shall we not enjoy the same equality? Its absence, is not, its absence is not befitting to mankind. All right, today I'd like to say a prayer for humanity. Um, I found it online in uh, Baha'iPrayer.org, and it doesn't really have a reference as to where you could find it. But it's a very nice prayer. O thou kind Lord, thou hast created all humanity from the same stock. Thou hast decreed that all should belong to the same household. In thy holy presence they are all thy servants, and all mankind are sheltered beneath thy tabernacle. All have gathered together at thy table of bounty. All are illumined through the light of thy providence. O God, thou art kind to all. Thou hast provided for all, dost shelter all, confers life upon all. Thou hast endowed each and all with talents and faculties, and all are submerged in the ocean of Thy mercy. O Thou kind Lord, unite all, let the religions agree and make the nations one, so that they may see each other as one family and the whole earth as one home. May they all live together in perfect harmony, O God, raise aloft the banner of the oneness of, of mankind, O God, establish the most great peace, cement thou, O God, the hearts together, O thou kind Father, God, gladden our hearts through the fragrance of thy love, brighten our eyes through the light of thy guidance, delight our ears with the melody of thy word, and shelter us all in the providence of thy the stronghold of thy providence. Thou art the mighty and powerful. Thou art the forgiving, and Thou art the one who overlooketh the shortcomings of all mankind. Abdu'l-Baha Okay, thank you very much for joining me on this, our third podcast. Um, it's Friday, so I will hope to have you all back on Monday, which will be September the 3rd. Um, have a wonderful weekend. And we will see you at Scattering Angels again next week. Thank you for listening.